My name is Jablani Masilela and welcome to Be the Change with Jabu podcast. Now I'm a firm believer that whatever social ills or injustices that you see in your very own nation, country, community, society, be it church, workplace or otherwise, that you ought to be that very change. You ought to be that quintessential example of the very change that you desire to see in your community. Now on this podcast you will learn not only from myself but various guests as well who are being about that change, who are the advocates of that very change they wish to see in their living space. Hello ladies and gents, guys and girls. Welcome to you once again on this week's new and exciting episode. I am so thrilled and excited. You'll find out why in just a moment. So recently, I learned a very interesting word. Well, at least I found it interesting. And the word simply put is osmosis. And what it means is the process of gradual or unconscious assimilation of ideas, knowledge, principles, philosophies, or experience, etc. Right? So that's the fun part about life is that we continually learn we come across new ways of thinking right we cannot always do the same things over and over without making small adjustments or shifts that can yield us better results if you will right so that is exactly what we've been trying to achieve when we have these interviews or conversations that we extract from what i call the golden archives where we've spoken to people who are walking a certain path and that has various experiences like this young lady who is now in the United States South African born in Durban KZN now living in the United States raising a young family there with her husband she's just sharing her journey with us not to give away too much but there you go let's listen to it and take away from it everything that you can enjoy yes how are you this morning some nights so nice 10:50 oh yeah you got me there <laughs> <laughs> again I, i think it's almost 11 p.m. at night your time right yeah it's 10:50 right now yeah well i'd like to personally thank you for affording me this opportunity to speak with you so late in the night for you and yeah i appreciate it without any further ado our special guest on the line is um on the line with us is a young loving wife and a mother of two beautiful children her name is Zianda Nomoso Hanan uh she was born and raised in Kaysville and Durban and now lives in Kaysville city the state of Utah in the US Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, I think some of you may actually know her from quite a funny real-life story that was trending on social media. I think the if you don't mind, will you please just indulge us here for a moment on the story I'm referring to just briefly if you can, please. Now, just to cut it short, my son was supposed to be back. around a certain time that he decided to fool around with his friend 
and did not come back home, so I had to go out and look for them. And I did find them, but they were walking in a direction they didn't normally don't use. And that kind of got him in trouble. So I recorded a video because I was recording it for his grandma in South Africa because she called me a few minutes before I left the house to go and look for him. And then I thought that I'm going to record everything just to see where he's at so I can show you guys when I'm telling you, like I told him when I'm telling him that he is very naughty and very busy. So I guess the video that I recorded, I posted it on WhatsApp and someone took it from WhatsApp and it went out on social media just like that. It was just, a, a, it was just on my contact, people that know me, but I guess someone felt a need to show the entire world. And I went to a Facebook page called Ladies House, and then from there it circulated for like two weeks straight. It's still active as it today, but not as strong as it was in February. But we still have people still adding me on social media, asking me about him. And so that's how I got to be known by South Africans. <laughs> I think uh, there's a really lesson to learn from there that. I think your intention was just to have it be on WhatsApp only, but someone then took it even further, you see. so. Uh, but it was a funny little story that made you famous. Well, at least in my eyes, it made you famous <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> it did. It got me followers like crazy. Exactly. Like 200 see. followers to like 10K. So, yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, on Twitter, on Twitter, it's either 9K or 10K, and it had like 400, 400K views, so it was crazy, it, yeah. was, it, it was crazy, I didn't have much people on Twitter, I wasn't even so active on Twitter, I had the account, but I was never that active, and I only had like two, plus or minus one or 200 people, and then on Instagram, I had like 600 people. So right now I'm sitting at like 7K because of that, and it's still growing. Oh People are adding me. Gosh. That's crazy. And I, I know you're quite a social media head. You like uh, sharing stuff <laughs> and just talking about your life. I like and, sharing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's uh, quite a unique side to you. But uh, thank you for sharing that backstory. And uh, mm -hmm. just... Uh, Let's get into the thick of things. I'm going to ask you to please uh, speak up a bit uh, because uh, I just want to be audible and loud enough. And if you do hear the sound of birds or dogs barking, please, I do apologize in advance. I am outdoors. I think it's the best way to do these calls. So there you have it. So um, I understand you currently work for the global e-commerce giant, Amazon, correct? Mm -hmm. I work for Amazon. And so please give us some background, firstly, on how you landed yourself a job leading up to the current position which you now hold in the company. So Amazon is a company that is constantly hiring. I've never seen a company that hires like Amazon. Even right now we are busy with COVID-19 happening, they are constantly hiring they need people because we kind of, um, the company is taking shipping, so people order through our stuff that are needed in hospitals and in other big areas, we, we kind of send our stuff to people, especially since now with COVID-19, people are at home, so they would prefer ordering them to go to 
on to the streets. So they thought it through us and we had to deliver stuff to them. So yeah, but when I landed myself at this job, it was last year after having a baby. I was looking for a job again. Mm, on top of that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was working at UPS previously that and then it happened that I lost the job with my COVID pregnancy. And then after that, I had the I had the baby, then I had, and then I looked for this job, and they were looking for people, and I got hired in. Want to say October? Yeah, I got hired last year October, and okay. and yeah, and then I, I I started working there. I felt it was really hard. It's a hard job if you're not mentally prepared for it. Some people quit within a day of just working there. So either you dedicate it and you see a future or you just don't and then you look for another job. It's not everyone's job. So I got hired too and then I started working and and then I started uh, communicating with my managers just to find out how how to grow, what should I do, what kind of stuff that is expected from me in order to be noticed by the managers and what the person to do for opportunities. And then... My manager told me about um, a leadership role that, um, but she, she said before I even can get that leadership role, I need to do good with my numbers because I'm, I'm hired as a store and what a store does is store items that are ordered into the Kiva. We call them Kiva robots. We have robots that we put stuff in and they kind of move around and send stuff to pack out. So I work with those robots. I always have to come so fast, park it, and then we release the robots to go and send it back to pack out the, the item can eventually uh, arrive to the customer. So I, I have like, and then they have numbers which you should hit in order to be mounted. And we have, we have to be able to store like 300 to 400 items an hour. Uh, and hmm, okay. we mind have small items. It's big, medium, small. It, it, it's a different, different sizes. You don't just have one big size. So at the show, it's a juicy ship now. It's um, 400 or 300 an hour. And close up at the end of the day, they expect you to get 3K or 4K. And if you do hit 3K or 4K, we do acknowledge you. They do give you that attention. You get a, like, a certificate, it's a picture of yourself. Um, a clothing you saying you've done really well. One of the people that hit 3K. So I was one of those people who would work really hard, push myself so I can get noticed by my manager. And my manager family did notice me. And when she did, I was That's oh, right. Get noticed. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very important because you can just remain as the thing. Like, you can just remain as a worker if you don't want to get noticed. But if you put yourself out there, do well, they will notice you. If they see that your numbers are good, they would want you to do other stuff that can challenge you to do better because I always like challenging myself too on top of that. So I I kept doing that and then my manager started noticing me and then that brought that brought that brought her to me and then she started asking me if I wanna be a there's a job called AFM. AFM are the people who control the robots. If it's anything wrong, the product selling order fall on the AR flow, you go Sorry, did you say control the robot? Yes, this is people who kind of control, they kind of fix any issues that the robot has, and they're, mm. you have to be certified to do that job. 
and no one can just come and no one we call it the AR flow a flow that you cannot enter without getting uh, training. If you do enter the flow you will get fired. Because it's very dangerous to kinda of walk through. So I she approached me and I said if I wanna be an AFM and I told her that nope. When I started the job yes I wanted to be an AFM my own life. Because it was like, oh my gosh, sewing is so hard and she's tired of sewing. Um, I would never be an AFM. And when she came up to me, she was like, hey, the application for AFMs are open. Would you like to be one of these people I signed up for? I'm like, nope. No, thank you. I turned it down. Some people would be like, why would you turn that down? But I have other plans. AFMs, yes, it's interesting. It's fun, especially controlling the Kiva, um, Kiva robots. But I, I had other plans, so I wanted to be an ambassador. Ambassador opens more doors for me personally because I know I like to talk. I know I like to make new people. Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so for me, I was like, ASM won't really get me where I want to be, and I want to use the skills that I have gone through the skills that she gave me uh, to to other fields in, in the job. So. Being an ambassador, when I when I told her that I'd rather be an ambassador than an AFM, she she left me. She didn't say much. She was like, okay. And then she came back after like I think she came back a few hours later, tell me that hey, AFMs are open, applications are open right now. And I told her, hey, I've already applied. And she she was like, you didn't even talk to me because she was confused. I, I didn't know that she had to talk to the manager first in order to apply for me. I was like, okay, applications are open. I know I'm good in my numbers. Let me just apply. And I told her that I've already applied to the That's okay, right. Because you're a go-getter. So, you didn't wait for any approval. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no. I, I, I make sure that it's not something that would get me in trouble. But, you know, I, if I could see that it's something that I can do with myself, I go ahead and I start creating goals, I guess, for myself. <laughs> no, you know, it's very interesting because you said, if I heard you correctly, you only started this job last October. And... I believe you also got a promotion, mm-hmm. right? You're you're promoted to, I think you called it an AFM. Is that what you called it? No, AFM is what I was asked to be. I was asked if I was interested to be an AFM, and I turned it down. I told her that I want to be an ambassador for the company, I not see. an AFM. Yeah. Okay. So well, it's it's very interesting because. Um, I think sometimes we want to stay in a job for one, two, three, four, five years, however long before we get it, we get a promotion. I, I think perhaps oh, yeah. before you make any move. Exactly. I think the the notion sometimes I know here in South Africa a lot. People tend to think that for you to get promoted, you ought to have worked two, three plus years in order for you to get a promotion. But in your in your case, it was only just a matter of a couple of months, right? Yeah, and, and this one, this this one alone, just uh, just becoming an ambassador, I see it yes it, yes it is a promotion from being a normal worker, just a worker, into a a, a role, a leadership role, because it's called most of them a leadership role. Because you kind mm-hmm. of make a leader to those people who are newly hired. You are trusted with these people that you're going to train them and make them be the, you know, make them the best, best workers for Amazon so they can deliver this um, customer service. So, 
when when you are given a role, they expect so much from you. But I remember when I, I really applied, I was like, okay, what other doors can this open for me? Because I looked at that, I looked at the the role, and I, I wanted to see what kind of doors can it open for me, just just in this role. And then I thought that, because I remember I was talking to my um, manager, I didn't even know that, hey, um, there's a PA position. PA is, is when you're assistant manager, when you're assistant manager. But in order mm-hmm. to be a PA, you need to play these minor roles, which they're not really minor, they're very big, but they, they might, they, they, they're smaller than being a PA. So one of them is being an ambassador, problem solver, all those stuff. Um, when I picked an ambassador, I was trying to be prepared to become a PA if possible. So when my manager heard me say that, that I want, I'm interested in the PA position, what can I do? She told me, okay, since you've applied for um, an ambassador role, uh, I'll make sure that you get into a class so you can get trained, because you get trained before you can even become one. So they train you, and then you get the, you get the vest. This is vest. I don't know if you've seen me on my pictures or videos. A vest that I wear, and it's called ambassador. That vest kind of gives you that role. And you kind of stick it. You have to wear that dress every day so they can see that it can. You're not okay. just a normal worker. You also have a role that you play. And yeah. Work. Also my cool. In, in our turn. On <laughs> <laughs> part. In other words. You know what? You got to go on part to like the people that are just recently hired. Yes. Because they trust me that I will have all the answers that they need. Um, I'll have all the information that they need. So to the people that are newly hired, I, I, I am the, like, the, uh, the, the person that they will call for. If they need help, the person that will call for, if they have any questions or confusion. And then I'll be the, the middle person between the manager and them. Mm, so, I see. Sending okay. them those messages to yeah, oh, that, so that's that, fantastic. Yeah, then that's how I got the job. No, thank you for sharing that. So for the sake of uh, us being a bit more progressive, I know it's late in the night for you. And just so we yes. can uh, be objective, <laughs> I just wanted to find out from you, for the benefit of our virtual audience, uh, by the way, how long are your work shifts? And with that in mind, before you even say it, how do you strike a balance between being a wife, mother, your job, and the flying school training that you're undergoing, by the way? <laughs> it's not easy. I'll start by saying that it is not easy. It, it, it requires a lot of um, time management, a lot of sacrifices, the stuff that I can't do because I'm tired sometimes. Uh, and sometimes I choose sleep over, like, fun entertaining stuff so I can so I can kinda rejuvenate my body and yes. kind of stop back again because it's yes, you can get so exhausted that sometimes you feel like you're going insane. So my shift at work I just recently changed. I was working Sunday to Wednesday, all the shifts were ten hours ten hours. But now I just I've just changed from Sorry, was that ten hours. One zero. Yeah, 10 hours. So Sunday, Sunday wow. to Wednesday, 10 hours shift. But now I've just changed from Thursday to Saturday, which those are 12 hours. I could be longer, but it gives oh me gosh. more days at home because now I'm working three days. So I have uh, the previous shift was four days at work and then kind of like, uh, I want to say, two days at home. 
Yeah, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday I'll go back to work. So the previous shift left me just be at home for two days. Now these shifts are longer, it's 12 hours, but it's three days, and and then I have four days at home. And the reason why I still pick the shift, I still want it to be um, full-time at work, because I still have feels that we need to meet with my husband. I cannot go part-time and then try to be in school at the same time because um, just um, being being an, in, being an aviation student is very expensive. Just to fly alone costs a lot. So so I had to make a decision that I'm going to be full-time so I can still meet bills that are necessary to be met at home and also meet my school bills at the same time. So that was pushing me to be full-time full -time worker while I'm a full-time mom, full-time wife, full-time student, because I'm not even, I'm not even part-time at school. You know, I take 12 I really take my head off for you for that. And I think for the people listening here on this call, I hope they're taking away um, the work ethic that you have, the unbelievable work ethic that you have. You're juggling so many things in your life, and in the midst of Uchablani as well, asking to interview you and Medulade, <laughs> you know, I'm, I, know, I, I have fine. really the utmost respect <laughs> for you. And I think that's what it takes. If you want to succeed, you really have to put in the work, you put in the time, and go the extra mile. And to me, like that's the, what you, you are want. going the extra mile. That's it. You know, and I, I respect that. I respect that a great deal. Now, before we let you go, okay, I just have uh, one last question. And so basically, what having, I, I don't know how much jobs or how, how, how much you work here in South Africa, but I just would like to get your, <laughs> your, your opinion on what were the two, what are the two most distinct differences between the work environment and culture in the U.S. where you live right now compared to, you know, the work environment in South Africa and just the attitude as well? What would you say are the two most distinct differences? I would say you have more opportunities here. Yeah? I'll start with opportunities. You have more opportunities there to do whatever you want if you put the hard work and if you are dedicated. Because I know if I was at home personally, I wouldn't be able to do all four like this. If I did, somehow some, 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 something down the line would, would crash would really crash and it might be work maybe because maybe work wouldn't want to work with me if I'm telling them that hey I, I have stuff like this and maybe they wouldn't want to like schedule schedule my schedule around the schedule too so at work I would say I'm on and as much as I've only worked for six months sometimes you not sometimes you have to be a year there for um for the company to even start paying for your schooling on top of that. If you work there for a year, whatever you wow, study, you can come and tell them, hey, this is my semester, this is how much I've paid, you get a reimbursement, I would put it like that. So if you come and show, the, your, show them your invoices and everything that you've done, you give it to them and then they, they, would, they would reimburse you with a certain amount for a year. 
And then not only that, then you can let them know that, hey, because I'm in school, I would like to change my hours a little bit. Still remain full time, but I would like my hours to work around my schedule. But mm, now I don't I qualify for that yet because I've only worked there for like six months-ish, six or seven months. I don't qualify for that yet. So you already got a promotion. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's other positions that are opening. Hopefully, I get notice on that one too because I am looking forward to that one too. I'm just waiting on that one. I'm not going to say much on it, but I am looking to another uh, position that is currently opening and my manager is training me for that one. So I just need to sell myself on the interview and I get interviewed. Okay. So that one is just crossing fingers. So okay. I would say comparing South Africa to America, culture-wise and, and job-wise, it's opportunity. The culture, I won't lie, I like the culture back home. I love it. I love, I love how free we are. I'm not saying people here are not free, but I like how how we, 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 we don't have a hard time making friends. We don't have a hard time getting to know each other and being out there. Yeah, people kind of keep to yeah. themselves. Yeah, exactly. They are well you do your own thing, I do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah, plus, plus you know that they, they have their own cars, they have everything. So when they come in, they pull in the garage. The garage door closes. You don't even get them. You don't even get to see them come out. Enter inside the house, and you just see them when they reverse and come back, and they call. So the culture is very, very different. It has taken me a while to adjust to. Sometimes it still hits me really hard, but I have I have learned to not focus on that because it's not going to take me far. But I have learned to focus on what what can I do to build myself forward because my background is not the best background ever. So I've always told myself that I will I will go for whatever that the Lord allows me to go for, and whatever doors that I can kick down and open if possible, I would do that. And right now, one of those doors is to get my licenses to become a pilot. Those licenses, I don't think I would have been able to do that if I was in South Africa, and I don't think I would have a job that can allow me to still run a house while I fly. It would be really <laughs> hard. It would be really hard. You know, thank you so much for that perspective. And, you know, I, I really appreciate that. And I'm sure the people listening in on this call, um, without a doubt, there are there's a certain freedom that the people of America enjoy, okay? Now, this is not about America. I want to put things into perspective for the benefit of those people on the call here with us that... Yes, the differences in the cultures are obviously different, but there's a certain freedom that the people of America enjoy that, like you said, in, in, the, in terms of the opportunities, a variety of opportunities that are there that you probably wouldn't be able to seize upon if you were in South Africa. And now, I, I want to, for the sake of, you know, just educating our people here in South Africa and that basically we're talking about the work ethic something that I personally noticed in the time that I had the opportunity to visit the US briefly I noticed that the customer service the way people interact with customers and clients 
and they go the extra mile in terms of their work ethic and going you know above and beyond what is expected that is what i noticed you know in the especially in the working environment i'm talking now in restaurants or in clothing shops when you go shopping that is basically what i noticed what i felt and what i gathered from the culture and the work ethic of the people there now i'm not talking down on the work ethic of the people in south africa i mean we're we're stellar you know we're world class but there's always room for improvement and i think seeing the culture seeing the culture and the way of living of other people in other countries opens your mind up and would you what would would you agree with that Z? what do you think about that i would i would highly agree with that and then another thing is also when when you're not at home like at it's your comfort zone where you know that i'm very much comfortable here i feel like that also can drive you to work hard you see absolutely at home maybe i could relax a little bit and be like oh i'm at home it's okay I'm a, no, I'm a foreigner. I won't lie. I still call myself a foreigner because I am a foreigner. And in a foreign country, people who are from that country, like last, they are relaxed because they, 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 they are home. They are relaxed. It's a home country. Some don't even, some, like people that I'm, I'm currently working with, they don't even want to study, some of them. I'm not saying education. To other people, education is not everything. For me, education is key because I've seen the kind of doors it has open for my family back home so here yeah, I can't hear and they already have everything they already a country that is developed so they won't some, some of them don't see a need of pushing harder and yet me now I come from a country where we are still striving to get there so if I'm with me if, if I land in a country where it's they already I want to be on their level too so that means I want exactly. to educate myself and stuff that I don't even know um, open doors where I feel like, okay, I know this door would have been hard for me to open if I was at home. Let me open it. Let me not waste time. And also one of the stuff that I, I leave by is that you only leave once. Why don't you try almost everything if you can? I only yeah. leave once. If, if, I could, <laughs> if, I could, if I could try to do something that other people would be like, that's impossible. But in this country, it's possible. I would go for it. That's it. it is, they call it they call it land of opportunity and land of the brave. And, and it is. Me, Trust me, I've yes, seen it. Yes. It is very much so. And I think you touched on a very important point there that some of the people there, they're in this mode of complacency. They have all these resources, all these opportunities available to them, but they oh, don't seize yes. upon them. But because you're hungry, you know where you come from. You know your background. And, you know, South Africans, we're, we're trailblazers. I mean, come on. We make things happen. And you see... Oh, yeah. Heart that's the thing. <laughs> you, no one knows what they have until they don't. So they have all mm-hmm. these resources at their disposal. They don't quite appreciate them or capitalize them in the manner that they should be. But you, coming from outside, seeing... You're seeing that, oh my goodness, there's so much of opportunities. There's a wide variety of opportunities that I wouldn't have nearly uh, been able to have had I home in South mm-hmm. Africa. So thank yeah. you for that perspective. And I think it's very educational. It 
it opens up our minds and uh, that's why I wanted to have this call with you because you you being South African and being abroad where you are now you can give us a perspective of you know what you feel are the differences and the the opportunities actually you know that have presented themselves so of course some of the opportunities you weren't sleeping you seized upon them because you know in my eyes you're a trailblazer and you you're making it happen and you you know you're you're a celebrity in my eyes how to say yeah i mean come on you have you have 10000 plus followers you know i mean come on <laughs> I, i don't know i'll get there but I'll, if I, if i'm a celebrity to you it's okay I'll, when i come back i'll make sure i give you my autograph okay i will make sure i do it. yeah i mean so, in my eyes you're a winner you're a trailblazer mm-hmm. in my eyes in my books i think a lot of times we look at people that are in the limelight that are well known that are highly successful in terms mm. of money and we say or attribute that to success and being a trailblazer i think including all the people on this call once you find your calling your purpose and you be about that you are a winner you're a trailblazer and i think that's the key mm. sorry you were about to say something okay. Yeah, um I was about to say something cuz you you ooh, okay, it just came back. Um you spoke about uh like being being able to talk about being a South African in a different country like being a South African in America. There's another yeah. thing that people will kind of um feel like it would just Okay, this is what I want to say. If you don't put hard work you won't really see any change. So they, you might have people who are sitting at home right now being like, oh, look at Rosianda, oh my gosh, I want that, I want that, I want that. And then maybe they do get a chance, yes? They do get a chance to get here, but they don't feel hard work, and then they feel discouraged and they're like, okay, why is it that I am, I'm not getting everything that maybe Rosianda is getting, but forgetting that I, I'm not sitting, I'm not chilling, there's only 24 hours in a day and you know, I I always intend to use over 24 hours if I have to break down because I remember you asked me how do I balance everything this part that I did not mention I forgot to mention that in a 24 hour hour day I I I I wake up in the morning plus now it's hard because we have to homeschool my I have to homeschool one of my kids due to this covid-19 so I yes. have to wake up in the morning by the way in the midst of that as well Yes, I have to prepare him for school. At 11, he has a Zoom meeting with his teacher every day. And then on Friday, he gets pissed. Just like, just like being at home or at being at school, that they'll have homework from Monday to Thursday, and then on Friday, they're going to be cool on the homework of that week. It's the same thing that's happening now, even though he's at home. So now I have to be a teacher to my kid, and I have to be a mother and I've got him to the one that is very, very young who wants to get in and everything, eat everything on the floor, while I also need to balance my schooling on top of that, while I have to balance parts on top of that, I have to cook. So today, 
today before the day ended, I, was, I thought of like, okay, you know what? People have been asking me, like those followers who've been following me ever since I went viral. They've been like, hey, do you want to see your day-to-day life, like in your vlog? And I've been having a hard time on vlogging because I'm like, oh my gosh, this vlogging thing is hard to keep up with. It. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I, but this thing begging me so many, so much, like inboxes are full of people asking me, can you vlog? Can you vlog? We want to see how you are really, because to them it's too good to introduce you in school. Full time, forty, and you're a mom, full time, and, 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 and you don't even have a name, do you understand? I get no name. Maybe with the yeah. name, maybe I do get to race. No, we, we don't even have a name where I'll be like, okay, she has a name who takes away the kids sometimes and then she can focus on herself or maybe catch up with her sleep. No, me and my husband do it. It's a team thing. It's not like, okay, my husband only puts on 80% of freedom, me now only have 20% because I'm a female. <laughs> no, we are a team. We are yeah, a no. You know, I, that's I, very important. I think what you're saying right now basically answered the last question that I had for you. And that question was, what is the single most important piece of advice you can give to job seekers and those looking into having a complete career change? I think, like you said, we all have a 24-hour day. you you got to remain mm-hmm. hungry. you got to be hungry for it. And no one is going to hand it to you on a silver platter. you got to go out there and no. get it. Because, like you said, like you said, in the midst of this COVID-19, and some people are probably going to laid, get laid off of their jobs or get retrenched. Mm-hmm. Right? And, but that's the thing. Mindset is everything. If, if you're still hungry and you want to make things happen, guess what? This is like pressing a reset button for you to redirect your course and maybe change a career, get into something else, or maybe realize that perhaps at your current job, maybe you're not as appreciated and you ought to be going into something else. And so it could mean a lot of different things, really. That's true, and also it's very important that when you do look for a job, look for a job that that can be very in demand when when a lot is happening. When, a, like for example, COVID nineteen, if we could align ourselves with jobs that that can still remain open during hard times, I think that's way better. Because right now, a lot of jobs were shut down. A lot of people started losing money. Um, like right now, economy dropping and going up and down like crazy. Right now, people are at a safe way. Houses are very cheap, and me and my husband are looking at that. I'm like, okay, we are looking into getting a, a, into a good house in, uh, soon. But I feel like this is a great opportunity because yeah. everything that's happening has dropped the economy. Houses are going, houses that are expensive are dropping a little bit, so we can't afford it. Yes. So buy a mansion like so that I can come visit you with my wife there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I want you what so badly yes. <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, I like in everything though. I am grateful that you actually picked me to talk about this in a chaplain because it helps me more. Like who, whoever will be listening, maybe might be one of the people also maybe see me from far when they finally have an answer. Because 
I haven't even built an answer for them, but they've been asking me these kind of questions. About how do you really balance it? And I think because the, the reason why they're asking me, maybe they're trying to plan around me now. Because they she can do it. I just need some, 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 some few tips on how she's actually doing it. And then they can try and balance it with their life. Because other people, it feels like it's too good to be true. She might be lying. There's a point where I had to prove that, no, man, I am religious to school when I'm paying I'm not joking with you guys. They're like, then how do you balance it? It's like hours of, of work and then and then full time of flying. And instead, I tell them when everyone is asleep at home, that is when I get to study. Because don't yeah. try and ask me to study during the day. I cannot because I, I would like to study during the day. I would really love it, but I can't. Because my kids are awake. Everyone is loud. Everyone is calling me. Mm. Hey, one minute they are hungry. Next minute mommy, they mommy, mommy, this, this, mommy, that. <laughs> oh, yeah. The other one doesn't even say mommy. says Zianda. The little one, Zianda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Me. So, yeah. this is what's in other places. So, like I said, if, if, if you want to be pulling stuff, you're like, okay, I cannot go back to school because I'm not feels and not like, no, man. Look at your life and find a job that can really try and work with. If you still can't find a job, I would say get into that job and also get into school. It will work out if you balance it. Meaning I do not do full time. I mean, I mean, I don't go and attend like for my, for my classes, for like theory classes. Excuse no. Excuse that, sorry. I chose online. I chose online for a reason because if I'm online, it gives me a chance to see Gibson Zini but still be a full-time student at school. The only time you would hear me say I'm at school is when I have to go and fly. That makes me go to the airport because that I cannot do online. That I have to be hands-on yeah. and practice. <laughs> then that is when you will see me saying I'm at school. And then that means I'm just flying. But when I'm saying I'm at school at home, then that, that is when I'm doing all my essays, all my thesis, all the whatever if they were questions from me at school in terms of writing, research, then yes, you'll see me on paper doing that and computer doing that. But when it comes to flying, I will have to be in school. When do I get a chance to feel overstashed? Because everything is due on Friday. I have to submit every Friday on my homework that, that was given on Monday. My Friday, because one of the stuff you asked me, how do I still balance, I keep remember. I, the stuff keeps coming back in my head. I'm like, okay, how do I balance? So I try my best. Whatever I remember, I bring it. For example, stuff I do on Friday, but I told myself that my Friday, due to the fact that I work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Thursday I'm very exhausted. I mean, Friday I'm very exhausted from a 12-hour shift. I wake up right when I have to leave again. That means I'll never be able to submit my school. That means I'm going to fail, and they're going to pull all the scholarships and grants that I'm receiving from 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 here in America, so I have moved. My Friday is Wednesday. If I don't do my assignments on Monday, Tuesday, um, Monday, Tuesday, and then later to Wednesday to submit, I'm screwed because I won't be able to do it on a, on a Thursday, Saturday. I mean Thursday, Friday. So sometimes <laughs> you have to cut your day short yeah. just to make other stuff possible. So if it's calling me that your homework is due on a Friday. So that means you have to be fully engaged on Monday and Tuesday doing your research. And there's no way that you can have 48 hours putting something together. 
You know, I, again, Z, I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my heart, you know, and with all these things that you have going on in your life, you're still flying the South African flag high up there, and to me, you're a trailblazer. I'll say that again. You're a winner and a trailblazer in my eyes, in my books, and thank you for affording me the opportunity to have this call with you and to educate our people. Most importantly, to educate and give back. Who said you couldn't give back to your country, your nation, your community while you're in South Africa? Guess what? You just have done that now. And for that, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Or actually, we'll come visit you at some point. I know we will. And, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I and say like I asked. <laughs> yeah, no, she has, she has. I I kicked her butt with that. So, but anyway. Oh yeah. Let's allow you to go get your beauty sleep because you have so many things going I'm on. I'm going to sleep. I'll pretend like I am going to sleep. I told you that when I study, I'm going to sleep. Oh yeah. So I'm actually going to the call and then I'm going to go back to my book. Oh, yeah. Well, there you have it. You see, it, I, I'm sure the people on this call have really gotten the grasp of it. You know, this is not, again, guys, this is not about America and us talking highly of America. No. But this is about the principles, the recipes, what it takes, you know, the hunger for you to succeed and make headway in your life. Again, thank you so much, uh, Mrs. Hammond. And yeah, keep well. I'm Jablan Masilela, and you've been listening to Be the Change with Jabu podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate this podcast, and also to leave us a review and share it with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at Jabu underscore coach and on Facebook at Jablani C. Masilela. Thank you for listening.